there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. where we tell you the history, science, and legends of different lore from around the world. Ooh, you did that in a different pattern, so I thought you messed yeah, it up. mixed it up a little. I don't know. I just, I don't like to read anymore. I just wing it every week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it feels like for me. <laughs> it's, it has been one of those weeks for damn sure. I'm like, you know... I'm trying my best right now, and that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. Um, well. Oh, yeah. Here, it, here this is are. my turn. Wow. I'm. <laughs> hey, everyone. I hope you're having a good day. Um, Ryan, I will get there in like 12 minutes. I just need <laughs> 12 minutes to gather my thoughts. I'm currently on like period brain, so. <laughs> It's one of those episodes. Uh, okay, let me ask the question. What did you find alluring? <laughs> um, I'm reading a new book. Ooh, okay. That's been pretty wild. It kind of broke my brain a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's called Crucible. Not like the old, like, which one from like 100 years ago, but like a, a newer one. Okay. It still, it still has like witches and whatnot in it, but it's more about like AI and oh. it uh yeah i don't want to like spoil it at all because it's very good Ooh. but yeah i haven't read like a non-fiction book in a while okay or sorry i haven't read a fiction book in a while i'll only read like non-fiction because i'm a boring person <laughs> so yeah it's been it's been fun um it's 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 a deep book broke my brain oh I had a had a bit of an existential crisis but i came out of it on the other side you know that's a good book when you really have to stop and contemplate everything about your life for a minute you know yeah yeah <laughs> it's kind of scary because it's about like robots and like ai in the future but like so does it like not sci-fi does it take time sorry does it take I, I keep saying this wrong and you know what i'm trying to say so it doesn't take place in present time it does oh okay that's about it because we're on like it's like about the world being on like the verge of an ai like like explosion which i feel like we are yeah but that could be a whole podcast on its own Jesus. <laughs> well it doesn't matter because there's going to be a robot version of it yeah 
Jeez. Yeah, with yeah. them taking, um, I, with the boom of it, with the art community mm-hmm. has been yeah wild. You know what my favorite thing about it is, though? Um, because it is just copied work, is you can always tell an AI painting by the number of teeth and the number of fingers mm. the hands have, because I've always drawn weird, and it's my favorite thing ever. We should do a uh, we should do an episode, probably like a bonus one, where we have like Chat GPT just write the episode for us <laughs> and read it word for word and just see how absolutely terrible it is. Yes! Oh my goodness! It could be it could be. Oh my goodness! The name has to be something like Cryptids in the Thirst Trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop we'll get, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, what, what did you find, uh, Lauren, this week? Well, speaking of witchy things, I have a lot of moments in my life that really just fill my heart with joy. And having you message me asking questions about birth charts is damn up there because <laughs> I was like... <laughs> uh. I was like, my sweet summer child, your time has come. <laughs> So that's good. I have I have an actual or anything, but I do want you to know that I felt our friendship like level up. I heard like the Mario sound, like Doo-doo. yeah. Kimmy, Kimmy's been helping answer some uh, astrology questions for me this week for uh, for reasons. So um. <laughs> it's my favorite, and I love it so much. And it just made me think of the episode we started the year on how the year is just we're just going to refine some stuff, you know. And the best part is when you texted me that I was in the middle of my weight training workout and I was like, (laughs) I feel we may have just, we had had a bit of a swap. (laughs) We may have swapped it up, which is for me, it's been great. I've been, I've been losing weight. Like that. This has been really stubborn. I'm gaining muscle. I feel awesome. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but my actual my actual Lauren thing, I have a lot, but again, astrology, when you message me about astrology, it fills <laughs> my heart. Just feels so warm and I love it. Um, for everyone watching, I have this cool book right here. Where's my camera? I'll figure it out. Oh, oh, oh. oh there we go. Um, shout out to my coworker. <laughs> He lent me this book. It's called Yokai Attacks, the Japanese Monster Survival Guide. And it's by Hiroko Yoda and Matt Alt. I don't know if I said that right. But it is such a cool little book. And I love it because, like, it talks about um, how to, like, pronunciate it. Like, the height and weight. So, like, everything I need when I do their appearance and, like, their origins. So, amazing book. He has let me borrow it for like a year now, but I will not give it back unless he asks. So let's just hope (laughs) (laughs) his girlfriend listens to the show. So don't tell him. (laughs) Yeah, let let us us keep it, please. Because then I can do more episodes about you, okay? Um, And that being said, if you all have some extra fairy tale, folklore, cryptid books lying around, you should send them to us. (laughs) Because I would love that so much. And then I can use it for future episode topics. Yeah. So 
That'd be cool. Yes. Move away from Google. Yeah, you know, I can Google a name so many times. I come across so many mm-hmm. just awful images. And to prevent that would be getting books from you guys. So <laughs> I would absolutely love that. And again, I've just seen a lot of horrifying things on Google that I'm just really tired of. <laughs> books are nice. Yeah, um, you know what's not so nice oh. is this week's folklore creature that I did not have the soundboard for. Here it is. Cute campfire sounds. <laughs> A mask. A mask-wearing spirit who wanders the streets. Punishing all those who she meets. Because once she was a samurai's wife, who beauty ended up costing her life. And now she wields rusty scissors asking, Am I pretty? Only to stab her victims after unmasking. And did can we can we rope that this week? Yeah, I couldn't find a poem. Woo! <laughs> Dang. I'm a Pisces, it's like second nature to write poems. Add that to the resume. <laughs> Right under Cryptid Podcaster, because that's really going <laughs> yeah. to get me far in life. Oh. <laughs> when someone explores the streets of Japan, you'll see a wide variety of people going about their daily lives, from kids, senior citizens, and young adults. But be warned, there's a spirit that roams around the streets, and she looks just like any other young woman with a surgical mask on. She may not look like a threat, but for supernatural speed, she will appear before her next victim in the blink of an eye, and then she will ask them what they think of her appearance before slashing them. And now, it's time for illustration. I love this illustration I have drawn. Uh, Me. We'll get there. Where are we at? <laughs> there it is. So, uh... All of our audio listeners, if you want to check out the artwork, go to our website, Alluring.com. Go to our blog on Alluring.com. And if you want to watch a video that's a little chaotic, you can head over to our YouTube and watch our live stream from this episode. But I really love how she turned out. So I'm very proud of this one. And then... I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, I'm just proud. This one I just really like. That's all I got for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the perfect level of creepy. Yeah, I like, despite what people may think, <laughs> I don't like drawing really scary things. <laughs> well. I like a touch of it. Yeah. And if it's, like, hot. <laughs> there it is. So. There it is. I am I know who I am as a person, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I am what I am. <laughs> We're, I've learned a lot about myself in doing these episodes <laughs> is really what it's come down to. I have realized over the past year of us recording that maybe I am into a little bit of dark stuff. And you know what? That is okay. As long, that's okay. As, long yeah. as consent is key, that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this week we will be talking about a famous spirit in Japanese urban legends and folklore known as Kuchi Saka Ona. And so we don't keep repeating it throughout the whole episode. We're just going to say Ona. 
from this point forward. Um, I was going for a different part of the pronunciation, but Kimmy decided Ona was the more appropriate. Uh, uh, yeah, we're we're going to do Ona because I know for a damn fact someone's going to make a clip audio of that and I'll never come back from it. Um, so she is a malicious spirit or an onryo. I said that so wrong, but I have the translation. On Rio, I believe, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, again, we're doing our best. Uh, for a woman that became a major part of Japanese urban legends during the 19th century. Stories of this contemporary yokai are still popular to this very day and have made a major impact on pop culture. So the origins of Ona legends are believed to date back to the Edo period in Japan, which took place from 1603 to 1868. So we got an old story up in here. So at this time, there was an oral tale of a man who encountered a beautiful woman, and though he was unable to see a majority of her face due to her fan covering it, he still wished to pursue her. After trying to talk to her but getting no response, he finally confronts her about it. And that's when she puts down her fan and he sees that her mouth has been split open. The man screams in horror, and some set legends say she either disappears or she kills the guy. So, I it, this story just sounds like someone that's just bothering a person. So. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So that's the vibes of the first story. Um, it's important to know that during the Edo period, many did believe that the large number of these vicious Koshi-Sakai-Ona attacks were actually caused by the shape-shifting Kitsuna playing pranks on young men. So since there was only one of her, but there was multiple of the Kitsuna, there, it would explain why there was such a high number of reports of the attacks being happening. Listen, I'm on period bank, and I'm trying so hard. <laughs> I don't know why hormones do this. To I'm just over it. It's great. It's fine. Um, so as time went on, the story evolved and became the tale of a wife who committed infidelity and was met with a horrible demise from her samurai husband, becoming a cautionary tale of remaining faithful to your partner as they went to war. But soon the war ended, and the story faded into the background yet again. So, there was also a belief that the myth came from the legend of a farmer being found dead in the morning of a small Japanese village in 1632 AD. So on a side street with a facial injury sustainable to what might have been a robbery, with rumor mill talking about his affair with a beautiful neighbor, the people unable to grasp that a human could commit such a horrific crime, the legend became even more believable. So times be changing, and it wasn't until the 19th century when the tale of this beautiful slipmouth woman became popular yet again. The first written account of the legend dates back to 1979. It was reported by the Gifkin Prefecture newspaper publication on January 26 of 1979. The story swept across Japan in the 70s, and multiple rumors of her spread like wildfire and made the urban legend a big deal. However, the story of her went through a modern change. 
saying now she was the victim of a cosmetic surgery gone wrong or met in a timely demise at the hand of her jealous sister. Overall, one of the things that makes her legend so popular is how generation after generation constantly evolves and changes the story. Though the legend always revolves around a vain, beautiful woman that meets her untimely death, the spirit always comes back to wreak havoc and get her vengeance. <sighs> okay, I need, I need to drink water real quick. That was a lot worse. <laughs> okay. So, some modern version, whoop, I spaced. If you're talking, I can't hear you, by the way. No, you're, you're oh, good, you're good. Ryan, you're so cool. I'm just creeped out. I'm just sitting back here. <laughs> I'm like, you're so... Trying not to you're, you're, by the person smiling behind you. Stop it. I don't have the brain power for today. You're just so quiet today. But, you know, you're a little, little, little sicky over here, but it's okay. Yeah, I was like, I remember you're sick, and I have period brain, so I'm just overthinking everything right now. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a really good episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, are you okay? Do we need to stop? We can do another day. Oh, no. We got this. Okay. Woo! So, some modern version retelling of how she specifically targets children which means it can be interpreted as a cautionary tale about the need for kids to be mindful of strangers or how the curses of the past may haunt future generations. Now, there's also an idea. I couldn't figure out the best way to write it, so we're going to go into the Kimmy brain and see where it goes. Um, that the modern legends would pretty much warn the parents not to push their unrealistic beauty standards onto their oh. children because then it can result in a generational curse. Okay. Which is... That's uh, that's much different than the normal folklore stories where it's just, let's just terrify our children as much as we can. Yeah. So that they don't do something. Yeah, so it was just like so a little bit... Terrify our parents. <laughs> yeah, so it was a little bit more of a shift. I like... My mic's like covering your face, so I can't see what you're talking. <laughs> there we go oh maybe that's why i was overthinking i was like i can't even see him is he okay uh, <laughs> yeah so that that's just like a cool like idea of what the modern legends can be doing so to this day yeah. ona remains one of the most popular urban legends in japan the first report appeared in 1978 and reached peak popularity seven years later now, it has the status of an enduring folklore legend can be found in a wide variety of comic books, televisions, films, and other forms of entertainment. Now, Very true. easy, easy peasy this week. So, Kochi Sake Ona translates over to slip-mouthed woman or slash mouth woman. Due to her popularity, these are all the names she's got. Like, you know who she is. You know? Yeah, it's very straightforward. Yeah, it's like Cardi B or Lizzo. Like, that's what you call them. <laughs> yeah, you know what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm going to it over to Ryan now for some story time. All right. So, this first one is the uh, Hind period story. Hope I said that right. All right. The original legend of the Ona came from either the Hainan period or the Edo period of Japan. Um, there's a lot of different conflicting articles saying different things. Um, where there lived a very beautiful but very vain woman. One day, her samurai husband went off to war, and during this time, she grew lonely and longed for companionship. 
While he was away fighting, she started to have an affair with a handsome young man. Some stories even said she slept around with multiple men due to her husband being away for so long. But her husband didn't stay away at war forever, and the samurai soon made his way back home to her. Upon returning home, he learned about her affair from the villagers and became outraged. When confronting her, he took out his sharpened sword and slit her mouth from ear to ear, hence the, uh, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. He said this was her punishment for her infidelity and even dared her to find someone who still found her beautiful. You know, come back to that later. She became distraught by her now horrific appearance and everyone looked away in her, from her in horror. It wasn't long until she couldn't take anymore and ended up taking her life by jumping off a bridge to her death. There's also another version of this tale where she is still beautiful in vain, but the problem isn't her being unfaithful. It's her being extremely, uh, sorry, it's her extremely jealous husband. He ends up accusing her that she's having an affair while he's out fighting, though that isn't true and she's done nothing wrong and is faithful. Uh, his jealousy and rage results in him slashing her mouth and then driving a sword through her stomach and killing her. So, same same end result. Yeah. Regardless of the story. Oh, go ahead. Oh, just yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, regardless of which of these stories you listen to, uh, she ended up coming back as an Onryo, which means a vengeful spirit wreaking havoc and seeking revenge on the physical world. So, out of those stories, I think the second one is a little bit sadder. I like the first story more. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just wondering, what would the equivalent of a pool boy be in <laughs> at this time period in Japan? Because huh. it says, all the stories I could find say a young man. And I like to think it was whatever the equivalent of a pool boy at the time was. Yeah. And I'm not sure what that would be. Maybe like a dishwasher? <laughs> hey, yeah, I have, I honestly, no idea. I'm going to be honest with you. Man. I don't know anything about the Edo period in Japan. Yeah, it's just like something I was like, hmm, I wonder what that would be like. If anyone knows, I'm gonna can with, you just. I'm going to go with fishermen. Can you just, maybe a fisherman, maybe. I'm going to go with fishermen. <laughs> I, that's just a shot in the dark, but that's fine. He comes with his cart of fish <laughs> every mm -hmm. morning. He's like, well, down. Yep. <laughs> it's the perfect cover-up. The perfect cover-up. You'll never be able to tell. They're like, wow, the, the fisherman really, really likes to hang out in the garden in the morning. Yeah, she must be buying a lot of fishermen. It's crazy. You can smell it everywhere. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> well, didn't everyone know he hasn't been fishing in months? <laughs> Fisherman's not his job title. It's just his nickname. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, for a modern retelling. <laughs> that was so, a modern retelling. 
now there are a few variations on the modern version. Um, so in this first one, she is very vain and beautiful woman. And to keep up with her beautiful appearance, she turns to cosmetic surgery. During one of her operations, the knife slips and the result in a botched surgery that leaves her horribly disfigured. Her new appearance causes her to go insane and commit suicide because she is unable to live in her new reality. Um, another version says it wasn't a cosmetic surgery, but actually just a dental surgery. So hope everyone has fun at the dentist. <laughs> the I, I didn't add it. The worst part about that is it explains why she has like over 130 teeth. Oh. So that makes it much worse. <laughs> she went to get some teeth removed and they accidentally just like... Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, oh my. <laughs> um, so our next legend tells of two sisters, a homely one and a beautiful one. The beautiful sister is the definition of pretty privilege. She was constantly idolized for her beauty, where her homely sister was constantly criticized and mocked for her appearance. Over the years, the ugly sister became more and more jealous of the beautiful sister. One day, she had fin she finally had enough, and in her jealous rage, her beautiful she slashed her beautiful sister's mouth from ear to ear, telling the sister how she is now doomed to experience judgment as sh she has her whole life. Hmm. That's like... Like, smile. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... Why did you make me watch that movie? I... <laughs> I like I had a dream the other night of the scene where she goes up to the car and I was like mm, seems like an adventure time kind of day to me <laughs> so terrible I've been procrastinating the next film to be honest because I'm like am I in the <laughs> headspace right. you, got, you got a week I got a week I'll watch it the night before yeah. that way I can yeah. panic text you about it <laughs> two hours before watch it at two times speed <laughs> <laughs> at two times speed maybe it won't be that yeah. scary then <laughs> Uh, so the final modern legend tells of how there are actually three Onas and how they all are sisters. The story goes that the first sister goes to get the cosmetic, cosmetic surgery done, but it ends up botched. Horrified and disfigured from the operation, she goes home and shows her sisters. They're terrified of her, but do their best to com comfort her. The next day, the second sister ends up in a horrible traffic accident and ends up having the same thing happen to her. She went home to show her sisters what happened and how it must be some type of curse. Now fearful of what is to come, the third sister becomes insane and in a freak accident ends up meeting the same fate as her sisters, but ends up dying. Her sisters, stricken with grief and, una and unable to cope with their life, now also meet an early death. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, this is, there's a lot more of the modern tales have sisters. And the thing, that last one, a lot of it, I want you all to know, is creative liberty because it was so hard to find anything about that retelling that wasn't just the same sentence on like six different websites. <laughs> so I added some creativity to it. But like, in you reading it, I think it would also make sense if, it happened to the sister and then the sister died and then it happened to the next sister and then she died and then happened to the final sister and then she died. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, just like looking when I was doing modern takes, like there's so many goddamn stories. So <laughs> who really? knows? Oh, yeah. I, 
See, this is when we first started the podcast. This is the reason I had Ryan do the story segment because for some damn reason, I have the hardest time finding stories and I don't know why. I don't know if it's my Google search. I don't know if Chrome just knows what I want to look at, but it like well, doesn't help me. <laughs> like, I had the problem is that none of them are like written stories. They're all like short films, oh. movies, animes, like video games, like comic books so it's not like yeah it, it's just there's so many there, there's a lot of non-written and that's what i take when i do notes is give me a pdf so i can copy it yeah <laughs> yeah oh. well we'll get into the anime appearance here after our commercial break Performing a Bloody Mary ritual is surprisingly easy, but designing without any design experience isn't. Well, that's until Canva. Whether you are presenting, downloading, scheduling, sharing via social media, or printing, Canva is here to help your work make an impact in the real world and take your marketing material to the next level. I work as a professional graphic designer and I was honestly blown away by all the tools and resources Canva has. When they say they have a template for everything, they mean it. From party invitations, social media posts, flyers, and office templates, they have it all. With thousands of professional templates, images, and quality content, I've been able to not only get a head start on my projects, but also bring my best work to life easily and quickly. And the best part about Canva is you don't have to be a designer to use it. You can easily edit the templates they have available, or you can hire one of their designers to help you out. And if you already have a designer on your team, you can invite them to work on the project as well. With Canva Pro, your whole team can make real-time changes, provide feedback, and quickly approve projects. Plus, as a designer, you can upload brand assets like fonts, brand colors, and images so all the design resources are in one place. Plus, our listeners who sign up get a free 30-day free trial of Canva Pro. So what are you waiting for? Upgrade your marketing today by going to partner.canva.com slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on our Canva banner. Again, that's partner.canva.com slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on our Canva banner to start designing today. What's up? I'm Charlie. And I'm Tyler. And we are Believing the Bizarre, a paranormal podcast that dives into the unknown and the unusual every Tuesday. We discuss hauntings, cryptids, aliens, UFO encounters, conspiracies, and more. And we break down whether or not we find them believable. All right, listen, if you're not paying for electricity, you're not paying for dinner. Saw a terrifying looking face pressed to the window with gaping eyes. I almost reached it when the laughter stopped suddenly and a sound behind me made me turn around. Like, uh, sorry, like, I, I was gonna do it, but then I got, I got, I had SpaceX. So we got you covered, whether you like horror or laughs or both. We really hope it's both. With over 2 million downloads, you'll be joining a bizarro community that we promise is more than just Mothman and our parents. We even take creepy stories from our listeners and turn them into their own episodes. Check out Believing the Bizarre on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Believing the Bizarre. A podcast as bizarre as you are. Welcome back, campers. We hope you enjoyed that little break. We are now going to talk about the appearance and history of Koshi. I, we said we wouldn't say it, and I keep 
saying it. <laughs> what you doing? I miss Ona. Um, so she's a very beautiful woman that is average height and weight of a Japanese woman, which I have no idea what that is. That's just what all the descriptions said. <laughs> and she is described to have long black hair. That's straight. She is very pale skin and she has dark eyes. Um, she isn't packing the normal set of 32 teeth you and I got. She has 130 of them chompers in her. So overall, she is considered very beautiful, minus the mouth. Um, now, when I look for Google Images, for our video episode, I did everything in my power to not put something that would get us demonetized mm -hmm. on YouTube. <laughs> Because, yeah. God fucking damn it, you guys <laughs> are so thirsty. And I get it. Trust me. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. As a raging bi, I understand what it's like. Like, I get it. But you need to calm down. Because <laughs> I was a little bit flabbergasted with the things I saw on page one of Google Images and I don't. That's what I was gonna say. You don't even gotta go to page two. I did, I did like half a scroll, and I was like, yeah. "That it's not the average woman in Japan." And <laughs> I, the, the like fifth image is like her in a bunny girl outfit. So <laughs> I don't listen. I love tits, but they were so big, and I was at work, and I didn't need to see that <laughs> on a, such a stressful day. So. Y'all need to calm down. The slides here are appropriate. I respect the thirst trap. I get it. But goddamn, new rule is if we're going to thirst trap basic names, if I have to look something up and I put the name in folklore, at least put it on page two of Google Images. Like, that's all I ask, you guys. That's all I ask. Okay. Anyway, I want to step off my thirst trap horse and tell you about her accessories. I'm on the opposite team. I think we need more. I think it should be the first image, but go on. Go on. Okay. Okay. Just what is private browser anyway? Like, just yeah. It, it's your fault if you got a safe search off. Like, <laughs> it's your fault. It's not the internet's fault. <laughs> Doesn't get us. Let them cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's our next shirt. There's our next merch shirt item because that is a fantastic quote. Um, the girl, girl loves to accessorize. Um, she could be seen wearing a face mask, or that was all she was wearing in some stuff. Um, or can be carrying around a hand fan or handkerchief, and this is all just to cover her slit mouth. Uh, she will also carry around a weapon to slash her victims with. Either a knife, machete, a scythe, or the most common is a pair of scissors. So it's believed she can be seen walking the streets both day and night, and some rumors have sprung up that she can even be found driving a nice red Lamborghini. Oh. So, girls got taste, which is nice. Um, so this spirit may... Well may isn't correct the spirit is very vengeful and due to the fact that she is always looking for her next victim she is always on the hunt so when she approaches someone she will ask them and i didn't put the translation for it so i'm gonna butcher it watch you see killery 
which translates to, am I pretty or am I beautiful? If the person responds no, she will either kill them with her weapon on hand or wait until nightfall to murder them in their sleep. Now, if a victim says yes, she will lean in, remove her mask, and reveal her grotesque, oversized, slit mouth that stretches from ear to ear and say, Cori Nimo, which translates to even like this or even now. If the victim says yes, but is hesitant, she will cut the corners of their mouth to resemble hers and she will disappear. Now, if the person answers yes, and while the victim is in shock, she slashes their mouth in the same manner. So it's a very damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Just be confident. Yeah, just say yes. Yeah, so... Not yes? No, yes. Like... Yes. <laughs> just yes. So, to the best thing you can do is avoid an encounter of her altogether. Um... It's highly encouraged to avoid places with the number three in their name or address. Um, I was trying to understand this, and it was kind of hard because I was looking up translation stuff. But the kanji character for the number three is said to be a favorite of Haunt. And as a yokai, those are her go-to locations. So that's all I can kind of get. So three's like unlucky is what I assume <laughs> from what I could find. But, um, see what I can find. Yeah. I, it, I read a lot of translation stuff, so that's what yeah. came through. So now, if you aren't so lucky or worry about running into her, you may be wondering if there's any way you can survive a brutal attack. And there is. When she asks her famous question, Am I pretty? you must do one of the following. So, my favorite. Distract by throwing some money or hard candies in her general direction. She will stop to pick them up. She especially loves a candy known as Biko Ame, which is like a little caramel kind of candy. Yeah. <laughs> I love this because if someone threw money in my general direction and ran away from me, I wouldn't even be mad. You know, like I'd be like, oh, this, this is a good day today. <laughs> I do this next one. Um, do you want to say the next one? Yeah. yeah, go for it. So the other way to get around it is to say her appearance is just average. So when she takes her mask off, just go, I've seen better. <laughs> that's, that's all you got to say. You'll be all right. Um, because this will surprise her and give you enough time to run. I like how it says, just say she's average and your response is, I've seen better. <laughs> I've seen better. It could be worse. It could be better. That would confuse me too. I'd be like, it's, it would. I was like, what? What in the backhanded compliment is happening yeah. right now? Hey, could be worse. <laughs> could be better. I don't know. And then walk away. Fl don't even run. Flirting tips from Ryan. <laughs> mm -hmm. Have a segment that's how to flirt with a cryptid. Brought to you by. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> walk up to Bigfoot and say, "I've seen bigger," and then he'll come out. He'll be like, no, what about me? <laughs> That's why no one's caught Bigfoot, because everyone's so impressed with him. He's just he's just got big foot. Like, we're oh, size 14. Like, right. You just gotta anyway. treat him as average. You actually bring like a size yeah. 15 shoe. And it's like yeah. you don't even fit this. <laughs> wear <laughs> you just wear the biggest shoes you can find and it'll challenge Bigfoot. <laughs> if you're not hunting Bigfoot looking like a Kingdom Hearts character, you're not doing it right. <laughs> 
Anyway. Um. The next is say yes calmly and fearlessly and only if you truly mean it. So I would be fine <laughs> is what I got from this. Um, it's believed that she rewards those who do this with a red ruby and will let them live. But you oh. must walk away immediately after getting the ruby and you do not turn around. Because if you do, she will show you her smile yet again and then attack you. So if she if you are into her, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't linger. Yeah, all you all you uh, online artists, you're gonna be alright. <laughs> all you Wattpad artists. <laughs> yeah. You'll you'll be alright. <laughs> Number four, my personal favorite, go pomade, 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 three times, um, because she just hates pomade, and that's literally it. Um, Some say because the doctor or dentist that mutilated her had pomade (laughs) in their hair, if you didn't get that. So she has a little trauma. Don't we all, though? Uh, The next is Chad Nook, which translates to garlic while drawing the kanji character for dog on one's hand. I don't know. I think she'll just think you're crazy. <laughs> she just feels bad for you. She's like, why are they drawing a dog on there? <laughs> She's just like, you know, it's not even worth it. Like, she feels yeah. bad for you. <laughs> Dang, he called me average and then he started drawing a dog. Like, I don't know. <laughs> She's like talking about her worst dates with the other girl yokais. It's like, listen, like, yeah. I was trying to, like, kill this one guy, and he, like, just told me I was average and then started chanting garlic and drawing dog on his hand. It smelled like pomade, dude. <laughs> dude it smelled so bad. It smelled like pomade. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, so now it's important to note that saying yes to the question, even if you are confident and are able to escape without her slicing you up, there is a small chance she will visit your home later that night and just straight up murder you while you're sleeping. And that's only if you didn't get the ruby. So if you didn't get the ruby, that means the girl was like, I sensed your hesitation, and I'm coming Mm. for you later. Kind of thing. I have a loophole. Oh? Don't go home. (laughs) Go somewhere else. Is it your home? You're not there. <laughs> your life is the streets Checkmate. now. Checkmate, Onya. <laughs> I just this episode title needs to be something uh, Ryan versus <laughs> versus Onya. <laughs> Ryan versus evil. Ryan versus the woman of the internet, or something like that. <laughs> um, so there are many different ways to handle her, and part of that is due to how widespread the legend. Of her was. So rumors of the slit mouth woman arose in Gifu Prefecture in early December of 1978. The rumors of this legend continued to grow, and it wasn't long until there'd be some written accounts of what this vegetable spirit. It all started with an article published by the weekly Ashi. 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 It's a a newspaper. Um, Yes. (laughs) So in June, I just wanted to say it three times because I felt powerful the third. It's like pomade. Yeah. It's like pomade. It's just patterns of three. (laughs) So in June of 1979, the article tells of an encounter that took place in early December of 1978 in a place I am unable to pronounce. And there, there was an old male farmer who was standing in a toilet separate from the main house when he saw a woman with a slit mouth. 
this was just the start of what would be a collection of ongoing sightings. The police department was even getting occasional phone calls from scared students who had seen her walking around their neighborhood, having law enforcement have to step in because of the small panic that followed. So there was even an arrest that took place on June 21st of 1979 where a 25-year-old woman in Hejim City was arrested for violating the Firearms and Swords Act by dressing up as the slit mouth woman. She wandered up and down the streets wielding a kitchen knife as a quote-unquote prank. <laughs> this is just like the Gen X version of the clown summer that <laughs> yeah. millennials had like five or six years ago. We were in college when that just... happened, weren't we? Yeah, when everyone was just pretending that there were killer clowns everywhere for some reason man there is a that was a weird summer there is a wild documentary i'm gonna send you about where that came from and it like it was so fascinating it like it was so good but man this that's a great example and to be honest i would have rather had her than a killer clown you know what i mean yeah yeah sounds a little less honestly less terrifying yeah you know yeah i i hated the clowns i the clowns weren't even cute you know what i mean like at least she's cute at least i can google her and know within the first killer clowns yeah it'll be fine google killer clowns i'm not getting any anything cute you have to go to like page you have to go to like page five (laughs) you have to get really specific in the google search (laughs) yeah that's just no fun (laughs) so during the 20th century the urban legend picked up as soon as she became the scapegoat for serial killers resulting in another boom of sightings all over Japan. So this urban legend terrified elementary and junior high students all over the country, and there were even police cars dispatched to help with all the panic. So it seemed everywhere in Japan someone was talking about her. And it's it's just wild to me because I didn't even think about the clown thing, but it makes so much sense because everyone everyone was talking about her like she was on the news she was in comics she was girl was popping off so that leads to the next segment when i say she was a popular horror icon in japan at the time the reason for this is because of the student rumor mill so during the late 1980s in japan word of mouth amongst the young people was a big deal junior high and high school students drove major demand on what was in and what was out I want you to think for a moment if what we liked in high school mm-hmm. was what was in and what we didn't like was what was out. Just for a minute to think of how different the world would be. <laughs> like, I mean, I was the coolest kid in the world, so everything I liked was in, if that's what you're saying. Yeah, that's, I know you were. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's just like putting yourself in that mindset because like little Kimmy me like I was like in color guard I like the weirdest stuff you know (laughs) I should not have a say on what is in and out for fashion I wore like leg warmers and like candy bracelets as I mean that that was in that was well if adults were also into that that's how big their the influence rumors yeah, so, like, if your mom also wore the same stuff as the scene girl you went to high school with, that, that's the yeah. scope of their influence. Someone's mom out there was. <laughs> Someone, some individual, not everyone. <laughs> so, 
that's just how big of a scope this is. So kids would say, which ice cream shop was popping? What's the must-have fashion accessory? And if something was cool, everyone, including adults and like seniors, would want to have it. So students at the time also had more money to spend, which could you imagine? Must be nice. Must be nice. Um, spend due to taking up part-time jobs and result in having more purchasing power than any other age group. So because of this, marketing departments did everything they could to keep up with the youth and follow their leads in what was in and what was out. Most like 80 sentence in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the youth had more purchasing power than anyone. Crazy. <laughs> what, what boomer article is this? <laughs> so, and with them having such powerful influence in what the media produced, talk about the slip mouth movement could be found in newspaper articles, television broadcasts, and even magazines like Women's Weekly. Um, a popular newspaper in Japan by the name of Ashai Shimbun was recognized. Ka Kosu. Wow, I can't say her name without the little pronunciation there. <laughs> this yokai as a buzzword during the summer of 1979. All these rumors with the media fanning the flame in news articles, um, it just spread like wildfire. People were terrified. It was reported 99% of children were familiar with the legend at the time, even to the point where young children would be accommodated by members of parent-teacher associations while walking home from school. In some instances, police were even found patrolling the roads at night so children would feel safe walking home from school. Goodness. Wild. Like, I, I hate that I don't have a good analogy just for how much of an impact the youth had <laughs> on everything happening, and that's why this legend became so poppin'. But it's wild. But yeah, yeah the '80s. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I don't. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I hope. I hope the clown analogy Ryan has really just helps bring it into play. Um, yeah. Now it's time for my favorite segment. <sighs> Is it time for science or the church? See, this week's a hard one yeah. because we haven't really talked about either. Yes. So. Okay, here's my here's my thoughts. Okay. Um, we talked about like botched cosmetic surgeries being one of the things that caused it, and I feel like um, plastic surgeons probably were like, "Shit, this is giving us a really bad rep. We should we should say something." <laughs> so I'm gonna go with science, specifically plastic surgeons. Do you want like half a point? Cause you got. A little too specific should i be like i'll, t I'll take half a okay. point you get like half a point so just stop the clap halfway through yeah, i'll just do one clap this time and i'll just give myself a little pity clap <laughs> i'm not gonna cheer but i'll take it okay <laughs> so you're on the right track okay but it's the op it's not the cosmetic route <sighs> which was a really good guess though I'm gonna give it to. Right. I'm gonna give that to you. You got the right answer. My, I just took the wrong path. Yeah, you you okay. you were going down the right road. You just like yeah. went down the wrong street. Yeah. If that makes sense, like you were going yeah. in the left lane when you should have been in the right. Yeah. Oh, we got there. Yeah. 
Um, so it is believed that this legend was born from a mass hysteria and a group hallucination of the specters of parental pressure driven by the um, unceasing anxiety children felt to succeed in a hyper-competitive Japanese school system. We got students dealing with anxiety because of unrealistic expectations, people. So at the time of the popularity of this legend, a number of children were attending cram school, and that number was increasing. This brought school children from all different areas together, which resulted in them telling stories from their own schools to one another. So before this, everyone was kind of more separate to their zones. And now okay. everyone from all over is coming together for cram school to study. So everyone can share legends locally. So cram school started in the evening, which resulted in kids not heading home until the nighttime. Mm. And during the day, they would see normal everyday kid stuff. But now at night, they got to see nightlife. They got to see adult entertainment on the streets. They got to see adults who were drunk. They got to see sketchy, creepy, older men. You know what I mean? It's a whole new world. And they're so young. And it's just kind of hard to grasp at their age because it's not something that has been dealt with before. So it's new to everyone. So kids were worried about all this nightlife stuff. They were stressed with school. They weren't getting good grades. Their fear of being attacked. They had high anxiety. What if I don't pass? What if I don't do this? What if I'm a failure to my parents? Blah, 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 blah. All of that built up. And that's what made her such a popular legend. So Koshi Sake Ona is believed to be a result of mass hysteria. And it ended up appearing like everyone was just putting the blame of anxiety onto something. And she was the best scapegoat at the time. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I'll take it. (laughs) I would never want to be 16 again, let alone, like, trying in school. Absolutely not. No, (laughs) no, 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 no. So it works in science because it's, like, everything mentally kind of building up, you know? Yeah. So... Anyway, that's that's all I got from my my spooky little part of the pod. Everyone knows what that means. It's time for modern takes with Ryan. Nope. There's Pablo getting abducted. <laughs> all right. Um. Oops. Okay. There we go. Um. So. The picture you see here is from a spooky little short film by Alexander the Titan. If you're like, man, I really want to like watch something with the Onyo, um, but I don't want to sit down for a whole movie, uh, this is only three minutes and pretty much condenses all of the horror um, that you will get. Um, go check it out. It was spooky. Um, anyway, so... The Ona has appeared in so many films, um, live action, anime, video games, even like mangas. Um, so it appeared in the 1994 uh, Studio Ghibli film, Palm Poker. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, I'm a, sorry. I'm going to put that on my phone to check out it later. Oh, that's the one with uh, all the yokais. Uh-huh. <gasps> I was very drunk my first time watching it. I will have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also appeared in a 1996 live short film 
um, by their same name, um, directed by Teriyoshi Ishii. Um, they are mentioned in The Ring, uh, 1998 film. Um, there's a 2000 film dedicated to her entirely called Carved, the Slipmouth Woman, which I haven't seen, but it looks on IMDb. It has like I ratings, which sounds perfect, honestly, for this kind of movie, because, you know, that's how you get away, is you say, yeah, you're average. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not rated, too. I feel like that's actually pretty good for something that yeah, doesn't have a yeah. rating. So watch at your own risk. Uh, there's actually three of them. There's Carved, Carved 2, and uh, the Split Mouth Woman Zero, which is like the prequel, um, which is from 2008. And there's also a 2012 film called The Owner Returns, so, I mean, there's so much out there. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's really all I got. I think it's just the fact that it's such an easy character to, like, make because you just have split-mouth women stabbing people. Yeah, that that's a good point. That's literally all the horror makeup you have to do is yeah. the mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, the whole time I was just thinking of Smile, like the opening oh. scene. I know I already kind of mentioned that because, like, that's what she does at the beginning. Um, it's gross. But, yeah, a very timeless um, horror figure that we all love. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Do we have any announcements today? Um, Yeah, we do. Before we go to the alignment chart? Yeah. Um, on to the Lord Report. Um, Lord, I, I, listen, give me like two seconds. I'm going to write down, send, sounds, Ryan, because (laughs) I, I can stop mouthing them. Yeah, I have, I have one for the church. I have one for Lore Report and I have like a little alien bebop sound I made for your modern takes. And I just. I haven't exported it and sent it to you, and I don't remember till the end of the episode, and I never write it down. So now, I'll well, that's our it. first announcement. Sound effects coming <laughs> soon. <laughs> coming soon. Um, also, like I said at the top, uh, I am having my time of the month, and what a time it is because I didn't even write the announcement. So, uh, do you want to tell them just tease about scented goodies because you know what that means. Oh. So, if you ever wondered what um, me and Kimmy, oh man, how do I how do I word it without giving away what it is? If you like smelly stuff that smells good, um, keep a very close eye on our social medias. Um, don't, oh man, you oh, can talk I'm, about I'm how it involves the teams. Yeah, okay, okay. So we're going to make two scents that come in some sort of uh, thing that we're going to have in our store that me and Kimmy are going to actually be meeting up to create, which is very exciting. Um, Because we do everything online right now, so I'm excited to do some in-person stuff. Um, That'll be coming soon. This was the worst tease I've ever given, but... um, yeah no that that's really good uh whatever it is will light up your life um 
Yeah, if you're ever scared, they're pretty good to have around. Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. See, now now we're cooking. I will, we'll do two more. Yeah, um, you will feel like you're sitting around the campfire with us. Uh, it's, uh, you, uh, you, uh, you may have already just said this. It's a flicker of hope. Oh, oh <laughs> okay. I'm going to reference all of these when I do the marketing for it as well. So thank you for brainstorming with me. <laughs> Uh, next one is, you know, we have a Patreon, you guys. Yeah, we do. Even if you just joined for one month, like, yeah. man, that helps us out a lot. Oh boy, it does. <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy. And you know, the best part is you go there, you get early episodes from yours truly. And right now I post every month, I post an illustration for Team Folklore and Team Cryptid. You know, so you can download it as like a wallpaper for your phone, which is cool. Or you can download a coloring page of the illustrations I've drawn. And guess what? Guess who planned out six months of weekly behind the scenes content? It's not Ryan. I'm pointing it. Because <laughs> Ryan can't read my mind. <laughs> so, so go check I it out. Read it all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Ryan, Ryan's helping with everything else. I'm just I'm just delegating at this point. Um, so everyone, go to our Patreon today, support the show, get behind the scenes access. Um, there's a new thing I'm doing with memberships. So at any tier you join, you will get a little card mailed to you and a sticker and another thing I'm trying to decide on. And if you do that before our year our podversary celebration in may you'll get a little bonus with it so that's incentive to join before even if you just joined the month before because i get it and then um do you want to tell them about topic suggestions yeah um on the patreon or just in general just in general yeah um please send us um any Folklore creatures, cryptid creatures, um, anything you want us to talk about, we are, we're all ears. We love hearing from you guys. Um, yeah, send us home on social media, on our Discord. Um, links to that can be found on the website. We should make like a little just like form too. I don't know. We'll talk about oh, that. Oh, okay. So I have workshop yeah. form and there's something we said at the yeah. top of the episode. Oh, uh, a... Google story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if there's anything, like, we can't promise we're going to get to it, but we sure try to get to all of them. Um, so it doesn't hurt. Send it on in. Maybe you'll hear us uh, talk about your favorite thing for an hour. Yeah. And the best part is when you send it in, I then put it on a poll on our Patreon where mm-hmm. anyone can vote for the topic Mm -hmm. so that if Mm -hmm. you suggest an episode and then you go on our patreon and then you message a person like hey i'm gonna vote for this topic if you vote for Mm -hmm. i'll vote for yours next month if you vote for mine this month yeah listen break the vote guys come on (laughs) if we've learned anything from politics it's just who you know so (laughs) (laughs) uh being american is so hopeful now uh anyway yeah, that's all I got for us. Sorry for the weird way we did announcements today, but yeah. 
We did we're, it. We're just winging everything, but you know what we're not winging is our um, alignment charts, which is just we've 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 circled back to <laughs> to reality versus Kimmy's Wonderland, where she's not going to get her face slit open by a monster. No, she can change her guys. Don't worry. <laughs> All it took for us to do a complete circle back was for Ryan to get into astrology (laughs) and for me (laughs) to start going to the gym more. (laughs) (laughs) So when we start getting a little too comfortable Mm -hmm. with morals. Yeah, we like met in the middle and started like (laughs) separating. (laughs) So in the future, if there's ever a point where you start seeing me wander, just message me like, you know, Kimmy, I really think you should get back into astrology like you used to. And then we will be back here and everything will be fine. Yeah. So, it'll be really good. Now, would you like to explain um, why you put her at lawful good um, outside of she's hot? Well, which is also debatable. <gasps> Ryan, look she's at her. Average. Yeah, she's right. I've seen better. Wow, you were not on the same Google pages as I was. That's I'm pretty- to See, you're gonna say yes, but you're gonna be too scared and you're gonna hesitate and you're gonna die. <laughs> I'm gonna get away by saying, oh yeah, I- <laughs> you're gonna backhand compliment her and get yeah. the fuck out of there. Listen, or five. I, I will be fine. I'm not even worried about it. I think she's attractive. You know, the slit mouth, I have seen so much worse. If she had, like, an alien mouth, like, from, like, the alien movie, where it, like, opens Mm -hmm. up into, like, a flower and has, like, a tongue with circle teeth, I would have a problem with that, because I'm not into that. That I'd be no. But just, like, a cheek-to-cheek slit, like, I grew up on DC Comics. I've seen the Joker, you know? That doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Desensitized, okay. For us non um, broken people, um, (laughs) I did chaotic because (laughs) she doesn't really target like a specific person. She just, if you just happen to run into her, GG's. Um, Evil because she's kind of it's a it's a lose lose situation. (laughs) So she's she she's there to kill you. She's not there to let you get away. yeah, so chaotic evil makes sense um, to me. Okay, you know, I just think you're wrong. So I, I just think you have to accept it. She, I put her as good lawful, and no one should be surprised at this point because she does follow. Like she's gonna kill you regardless. Like that's a set rule she has set for herself, unless you confuse her. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Her law is, I'm not going to kill everyone I see. That makes her lawful. All right. That makes her I mean, lawful. Fair enough. She's committed to it. She doesn't have, like, any special... And she's really good at it. She, that's right. So she's good. So she's good. That's exactly it. I'm going to... All right. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's... No, that's, ex- that's exactly it. Um, I was going to put she's good, too, because she really likes candy, and I like candy, and I like her. So. <laughs> All right. Well, should we do our takeaways? Yeah. Um, ooh, 
Ooh, do you want to go first this time? Shake it up a little yeah. bit? <laughs> Mine is, if approached by a stranger that asks you, well, just approached by anyone, and they ask you, how do I look today? You say, I've seen better. Oh, no. Everything froze. Oh, did you lose me? <laughs> oh. Okay, we're back. Did you hear me? No, I didn't hear you. Okay, let me say this again. Um, if approached by anybody and they ask you, how do I look today? You say, eh, I've seen better. <laughs> Just to be safe. <laughs> you always make them so damn long. <laughs> Important takeaway, I've seen better. <laughs> I've seen better and keep it to the second page of Google Images. That's my that's my entire if I had to summarize my entire alluring takeaway from what is this episode 42? 42 episodes of takeaways is or don't. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> yeah, or don't. Whatever Kimmy says or don't. Whatever Kimmy says or don't, that's the next merch item because that's <laughs> exactly what's been happening. <laughs> is Ryan just does the opposite of me. I have realized Ryan and I just always have to be on opposite ends of the spectrum for it, for everything in the universe to balance out. <laughs> We're good. Oh, okay. Well, thanks you guys so much. This has been Alori. Um, have an alluring day and just go tell someone they look average and we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs> Bye, everyone. And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.